We definitely need an intro. We don't have any music. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jake Carney. And Megan Harris with no intro. Just with no intro, yes. Uh, Megan said I should actually play my ukulele. I think it'd be great. Um, it's, it'll be the same three chords over <laughs> and over and over. I know Redemption way. Song. <laughs> um, you know I, one other. You played me. No, I've actually been playing a lot. I've been playing Redemption Song, um, No Woman, No Cry. And wow. it was so funny. Here's the one, one, one thing. I got in trouble with Gina last week. Like Why? serious trouble. She's still pissed about it. Um, I, since I've, I've learned like four chords now. Uh-huh. And most like reggae, um, you know, reggae riffs and stuff like that are just like these four chords. Just for everybody out there listening, he's actually pretending to play right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I play air guitar as air I'm talking about right it. now. And so I learned how to play. I have a favorite band of all time. I know it. O-A-R. Um, he gets like a giddy little schoolgirl, <laughs> even when we talk about him. <laughs> so I, my ultimate goal in life is to have Mark, the lead singer, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got to aim high. Maybe he's listening. <laughs> yeah. If um, anybody out there knows the lead singer of O-A-R, please yeah. help a brother out. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> but anyways, when they first came out, they played just basically four chords in a different strum pattern. And um, I actually learned the, the four chords and the strum pattern on the, on the ukulele for their song called That Was a Crazy Game of Poker. I was just about to say that's the one song that always sticks out in my mind about that. It's awesome. And that that song, I I have the I have a six minute version of it, and then I also have a twenty seven minute version of it. <laughs> I love it. Um, but anyways, so I learned how to play it the other day, and I'm sitting there playing, just like completely, just in the flow state, right? And like Noah's trying to talk, and I felt bad because I was just kind of just not now. Friend. Daddy's <laughs> in his flow state. <laughs> and so Gina kept saying something, and I was just like, I'm playing. I was like, Gina, I just learned how to play Crazy Game of Poker, and she was like, Jake, and I was and I just kept playing. She's like, Jake. <laughs> I looked at her. I was like, You're not the queen of me. I can do this. <laughs> and then that just ended the night. She and you remembered she is. She took she took the ukulele and hit it. And then, <laughs> like, the next day, I was like, have you seen my ukulele? Because I completely forgot about it. And she was like, I'm not telling you where it was. So I actually had to find it in the house. She took away my ukulele. I love Gina. <laughs> I was, I was so killing it. You're not the boss of me. I, was, I didn't say boss. I said queen, which I don't know if it was better or that worse. That was a big mistake. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do the intro with me doing the, uh, the ukulele, not the 27 minute version though. Yeah, 20, we'll have a 27 minute <laughs> intro, uh, to this podcast. <laughs> That's how we'll really find out who our real fans are. Who's willing to listen through something like that. Uh, we have a really good show today. We have yeah, a we lot do. to go over, a lot to talk about. I'm excited about it. So am I. On the show today, we actually have, um, resident, uh, doctor Joshua Levitt. He's awesome. Josh is awesome. Uh, we'll be calling him in. Speaking of playing music, him and his kids they could be like a little band oh themselves yes. well, we were down in the keys with them a and he just ago. picks up a guitar and just starts jamming and his daughters have unbelievable voices and well i'll ask him i think like one's like i don't know like the 10 and 12 i don't even yeah. know what their ages are and they were just jamming super anything. super talented it's awesome so i don't think he's gonna pick up the guitar although i could try to get him to pick up a guitar and play i don't know well maybe we'll put him on the spot another time and do that yeah and then i'll pick up my ukulele oh yeah jam. we'll just have a jam session. i'm by the way i'm <laughs> not that good at all it's not like i just picked it up and i'm just like a savant and I'm just <laughs> killing it in my head i'm killing it my neighbors outside are probably thinking the, that's the, the most exact important opposite. thing though you have to have the confidence right Oh, I have tons of confidence here by myself on my back patio. <laughs> tons. And it's funny is, you know, when I hear people come outside, I start playing a little louder. Because, like, ideally, I want them to be like, yeah, I keep playing. That's, I probably won't ever happen. But You start to hear the dogs barking and the neighbor going, shut up. Yeah, it's just like, Glass breaking. <laughs> Um, but I'm good at it in my own head, and that's what matters. So, that is what uh, matters. So, yeah, so uh, if uh, any of the guys from OAR listen to this, um, which I know they do every single time. We love you, um, especially yeah, Jake. Please come on the show, um, <laughs> and then I'll hang it up. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we have a lot, of show, a lot of show today, a lot of topics we want to talk about. Um, but one, one, I guess, not big topic. It is a big topic for Megan. You're going to the great white north i am i am heading out into the wild next week i'm going you're gonna to, come back with the beard i, I hope so right <laughs> and like wearing like a bear on my back and stuff i'm actually going to alaska i'm super super pumped i'm going with my boyfriend and his parents he has some family actually that lives out in anchorage which seems really strange you know you think about like who who lives in alaska you know who moves from you know the continental united states to alaska but a lot of people do and they, they move from they moved from the 48 states oh. from here. Yeah. His um, his aunt is from New York. Oh, so she's, okay. She's not like an Eskimo. No, she's, no. These are like 48. By the way, is Eskimo, is that is that a legit term? I, I have no idea. That? I think I, we need to I be offended, careful. If I offended anybody by saying Eskimo, I apologize. It was just 
pure ignorance. No, but. no, no. I don't really know much either. But no, they um, <laughs> don't go calling people Eskimos. Yeah, don't do that. They um, they've lived out there for I think like twenty years or more. It's really beautiful. So we're going out to Anchorage for a few days, and then where his, do you fl- do you fly f- like to California oh gosh, and then to Alaska? Yes. It's a long, it's and a how lot long, of travel. How long is the flight from California to Alaska? It's about four and a half hours, and that's, that's terrible. Well, that's after having to fly five hours to LAX with a five hour layover. I mean, it's a lot five of five hour layover. Yeah, it's a lot, uh. a lot, a lot. Of tra- so I want to go to In and Out. Oh, is it? The burger chain. I know uh, that's not a very healthy what, like, thing to do, but it's really good. That's what everybody says. It's really good. It's really, really, I've really been, good. I've been, and it's, kind of, it's a greasy cheeseburger. Yeah, but it's healthier, greasy cheeseburger. It's How so? Healthy, I don't like that face. Is it grass-fed? I don't know, but I, it's, I tell What kind of myself, oil do they cook it in? You can get it probably peanut What kind of bread are they using? You can get it without bread. Oh, makes it healthy. They wrap it in lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> probably not organic, uh, but um, we're really excited. So we're going out to Anchorage for a few wait, days. Wait, so you say you're going in and out. So will you actually come out of the airport and go back in? Yeah, I, you can. I'm, I'm not making a pun out of that. No, you actually out, can. You actually can. There's one right by is the that airport. What, is that what you're doing? Are you probably. St- or is you just, there's one inside the I airport? I don't think there's one inside the airport. I think... If we don't get out of the airport, we'll probably just, what, drink at a Chili's to go. <laughs> they do. Those are fun. That's when they say, you order a beer and they say, you want a shot with that for $2? And you're like, does anybody say no to that? You'll be seeing us with those giant frozen cocktails that have like the Corona sticking out of them. Coronas that. with floaters. I love spring break. Um, so yeah, we're going to Anchorage for a few days. And then from there, we actually go up into the Denali National Parks. And we're wow. camping right out. We're camping these cabins right outside there. No, wait, wait. Tents or cabins? Like fancier sh- cabins. Sh- hours and yeah yeah it's toilets we're calling it glamping yes but here's the thing okay so this is something i want to make a disclaimer out there i consider myself to be very very easygoing i love to camp i can rough it i can go days without showers oh yeah you go on those like music festivals and you have like the flowers in your hair Uh yeah yeah. but i also have camped a lot and i love to camp and sleep in tents and all that the only thing that's kind of scary is when we're staying in these cabins and whatnot we're going bear watching i'll get to that but like, good thing you're not going bear hunting. Alaska but. is permafrost. So in some of these places that we're staying, like in Denali. The ground's still frozen? Yeah. So you you don't flush toilet paper. You, you have to like th- to throw it away. What do you mean throw it away? Like in a, in a garbage. Like there are garbage cans to do that. I know. So that's like, like, is it, kind but, of gross. I mean, is it a regular garbage can? I don't think it's like a, where you step on it and the top comes up and you just throw away So is it something that paper. helps with the Yeah, because they can't. Yeah, they can't like put it into the ground because it's oh, man. permafrost. So I would just say it's easier for ladies. You get, ladies that. are cleaner than guys. Yes, we'll just say that course. guys are like bears trying to wipe themselves. Colin's <laughs> going to need like one of those hefty oh, big black garbage God. bags. <laughs> it sucks. sucks. So we, we go to Denali. We go whitewater rafting for a trip. We, um, we're going to go to Homer, Alaska for a bit. I don't know we're going, that is. Uh, it's like a beautiful remote area of Alaska. We are going on a trip to go. We take like a private plane to this little area where we see the Kodiak bears. Oh. We get to see them like in their natural habitat. Cool. But that's like a really intense. I'm kind of scared. We have to take a lot of little planes to different places mm. because then we also take a little plane to Halibut Cove. And the coolest thing about Alaska is right. What's in Halibut Cove? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, the coolest thing right now about Alaska, I think, is the fact that the sun actually sets yeah. around 1130 yeah. and it rises at 430 in the morning. Wait, say that again. It sets at what time? 1130 p.m. Yeah. And it rises at about 415, 430 a.m. Cool. So it's like you have so much time all day, every day awesome i know awesome. it's kind of crazy right and, 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 but you last time i was up when the sun was still up like that was a long time ago <laughs> it was actually a couple months ago you had some friends in town you said you went out yeah probably oh that sucks um no but that's kind of cool um that you actually get to get up that early and will you get up at 4 30 or no i'm sure the first few days i mean i wake up so early all the time anyways and when I'm on vacation, i just mentioned like a big ball of energy the entire I am, time <laughs> i am <laughs> every time i wake up it's like i don't even need coffee in the morning it's really just for a show uh <laughs> So I go into the wild, but Jake gets to go to the most magical place. Yeah, (laughs) which is literally Disney. It's a complete polar opposite no Alaska. it's still so fun there no it's cool we um we're we're heading out there has on noah Sunday. been there before she has been there before so here's what we did we're, we're deceptive parents probably terrible parenting this is good good lie to your children yeah my daughter's birthday is um the uh the fourth of july so she already believes that the american flags are her birthday flags well they are um and she's obviously convinced that there's fireworks on her birthday and there will be for the rest of her life which there will be but the problem is, at being three, she doesn't know calendars, right? And really dates or anything like that. So when we asked her, it was like a couple of weeks ago, what do you want to do for your birthday? Animal Kingdom. We were like, oh, what do you want to do for your birthday? Disney. I want to go to Animal Kingdom. <laughs> so we kept asking her. So we started like looking at like rates and stuff. And they're like, they're crazy expensive, expensive for 4th of July. Yeah. And 
I think that everybody and their mother goes mm-hmm. on Fourth of July. So Gina are like, ah, shit, how, what are we going to do? How, <laughs> we really don't want to go to Disney on Fourth of July. So what we did was we looked at tickets for a couple of weeks before her birthday and convinced her this week. I was like, guess where we're going this weekend? Animal Kingdom for your birthday. <laughs> oh, my God. So, she, so we're going to kind of celebrate her birthday this week. And then we're going to celebrate it again in two weeks when she has a regular birthday, but here. That's great. So now every year from when she's three o'clock, three years old on, she's going to assume she gets two celebrations. Yeah. That Which was really I'm smart. I f- can't fine. wait till she's 16. I'm fine with doing <laughs> that. Just, um, you know, as long as I don't have to go to Disney on July 4th with a three-year-old. So Yeah, those are some long lines. And it's hot as hell, I've yeah, heard. It it's just, it's going to be hot. You know, I've never been to Animal Kingdom. It's cool. I hear it is really it's cool. It's really, there. I mean, it's great for kids. Like we, when we, we took her to Dis, like the magic kingdom the first time or whatever. And she was just like, wasn't into well, she's it. She's still a little small for yeah. some of the rides. But the animal kingdom, she just, she just loves animals. Aww, loves she's animals. So cute. So I, um, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, my, I guess I don't do the characters, like the whole thing of like waiting in line to meet a character, like a, a person dressed as, you know, in this stuffed animal costume. I think it's ridiculous. But you see like people waiting like three hours. Oh, to yeah. Meet to get the autograph. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's the there's one character that I will wait in line because the line is never long. And it's Rafiki from <laughs> Lion King. Because his like little thing is like you have to take a train to get to his section. And he's like where the petting zoo is. And there's like only like three kids in line for poor Rafiki. And <laughs> he's kind of cool. He kind of has like a cool philosophy about life. So I like to go up there and so she loves it so we go take a picture cool story i um was in a sorority in college with a girl that was actually a character at disney world oh man so she she's beautiful and so obviously like when you're a girl and very very pretty the ultimate goal is to be cinderella yeah and she ended up being the character cinderella and so she loved it like she that was a goal for her and she was gorgeous but the crazy thing is a lot of these characters obviously those are the ultimates right you want to be the princes the princesses you know the mickeys and minis the really popular ones so what they make you do it's like any job where you start from the bottom you have to start as like the really crappy characters in the really hot costumes and it's like you have to slowly work your way up the line so she would i remember she was always on the weekends leaving college to go down to go down to orlando because we were up in tallahassee i always wondered about that that's so cool So it's like be nice to the person that's like one of the chipmunks because it's probably like they don't want to be ariel yeah Yeah. they don't want to be chip and dale they want to be like the little mermaid there's this one website i was looking at it was like behind the scenes at disney of all the people just like that Mm -hmm. and they were um talking about like how hot as hell it is Oh my god! They have little like air people, conditioning things yeah, in them. Yeah, but they but stories like people throwing up inside there and they still have to stay because they have five more minutes. Like, could you imagine? You know, you're sitting there just like what if you were hungover? You threw up in your thing and there's like these little kids squeezing you in your belly and you're like, oh, I just really want to get out of here. Uh, but we do have to. We we actually felt really bad this week. We had to take her because um, we went out to dinner. It's my mom's birthday on. Um, on Monday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, we, a bunch of June birthdays, June and July birthdays. We're, we're a summer family. Um, and uh, beautiful restaurant, got done, really nice. It was on the water. Um, oh, yeah, that was a nice picture I saw. Thank you. And it was, this happened literally about 40 seconds after that. Um, there's, you know, palm trees in Florida, you have these palm trees and you have lights on them that shoot up. These, mm-hmm. like, these big halogen spotlights at the bottom. And Snow was planting in the grass and she saw the light and she went at it. And we were just said, no, you know, you're, but you're like, everything happens in slow motion. No. And she puts her hand on, on the light top bulb of the light bulb for like literally like two seconds. It oh pulls no. it off. And is that the brief second she kind of looks, you're like, this is going to be bad. And just that blood curdling screaming. And this happened at seven o'clock from seven o'clock to 11 o'clock at night, constant screaming the entire oh, time. That hurts so bad. So my mom's though. a nurse. So I, you know, she was doing some things. So we literally were, you know, back and forth between ice and water, ice and water, ice and water. So I was texting with Dr. Josh. We're talking in a second and texting with Dr. Josh, you know, what should I do? You know, he was giving me some tips and stuff like that. So, um, it was just one of those where it sucked for four hours. And I remember looking at Gina, I was like, we're not gonna get any sleep tonight. This sucks. But this poor girl, I mean, just it's so much terrible. Yeah. yeah. And so I remember like at about like 1030, I'd like picked her up, took her out of bed and the, I don't know if you've ever, you know, you'll hear parents talk about they get this sick feeling in my stomach, but I, she was sitting there just still screaming. And I was like, let's take a break from the water. Let's just kind of like walk around and see you stop panicking. And she just looked at me in my eyes. And she's like, my hand hurts. My hand's burning. And I was just like, and at that point, like I, would, I literally felt like I was going to throw up. And when we came, went back into bed, I was talking with Gina, you know, Noah was there with us. And Gina said, she was like, I just feel hungover right now. I was like, you just feel sick because there's literally nothing we can do. So I went back and forth, back and forth between water and, and ice. And finally she went out and she did sleep from like 11 to five, got up, you know, complaining, you know, dipped it in water a little bit. And then the next day we decided she could skip school. So I kind of had a daddy daughter day and we listened to what I did on Tuesday. <laughs> Breakfast, went to the zoo. 
After the zoo, we went to. I had to get a couple more podcast things, so we went to what I called the guitar store. There's like hundreds. You're of like guitars. famous there with she, all the equipment yeah, you keep. Yeah, behind. they walk in and they're like, ching. Um, <laughs> she loves guitars. She loves all the stuff, and so there. She like walked in and was like the pearly gates for her. She's like, oh, I told her I was like, please do not touch anything, and she was just strumming all the guitars like on the walls. <laughs> There's steel drums. She was playing steel drums. She loved it. So we were at the guitar store. She got a new harmonica, um, and so we went from there. And her mom, I, I think this was a dirty trick, um, before we left to go to the zoo, had, had told Noah, you know, asked her if she wanted to go get her toenails painted. So that never left her mind. So after she left a guitar store, she's like, I want to get my toenails painted. I was like, ah, are you sure you want to do that today? She's like, yeah, my hand hurts. And I'm like, oh, Oh, right. I love this. I love so Noah. <laughs> I went, so I went, and so like, there's this one place that, and I don't like her typically painting her toenails or whatever, but I felt so bad for the girl. So I um, went to this one place, you know, they put toenail polish on her, and she's sitting there with like, you know, paper towels between her toes and everything. She must love that. And then, little girls. But love I didn't stuff know like this. That. Like, I'm just a guy. My dad didn't know this. Well, she can't really walk, and her she she had like shoes and socks. Yeah, you I can't, can't put them back. On. So I had to carry her <laughs> from like there to. Then we actually had lunch at Whole Foods, and then she wanted to go to a park. And I was like, "You sure? You look tired. No, I want to go to the park." Literally within you know a minute, she was out. So I was like, "Ah, well, I don't want to go home. I just like let me just drive." So I drove for like an hour along the beach. I was able to go. Um, to a drive through Starbucks mm-hmm. and get a Starbucks so I could kind of like, <laughs> and she wakes up at that point. She's like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "Ah." Oh. So then we go to a park after that. She's like sleeping with one eye open. She hasn't forgotten. Yeah. So <laughs> so we go to we go to a park. It's awesome. And then I, I forget what else we did. So after that, like I like I came home and I was like Gina. I was like it was like five thirty by the time I got home. I was like, I just need a beer. I was like, this is a <laughs> long day. And no, and she no was just a good mood. Gina was like, she's gonna want to be sick every single time. Yeah, seriously. So we, had a, we had a really good time. You're going to be in trouble when she's older. Yes. Um, the, <laughs> the one thing that we did not tell you at the top of the show was that we actually also have a free giveaway again. Yeah, that's yes. right. We actually have three. Well, three people well, are going to win. Well, it's one giveaway, but three people are going to win. That's right. Um, and we are going to announce the winner of the Berkey water filter yes. giveaway, which was awesome. All the submissions yes, we, we got. Yes, we got a, ru- a lot of good questions for that. Um, so, But in our normal fashion, we're not going to tell you how you can win the gift or what it is until later that's on right. in the show. That's right, later on in the show. Um, so the next topic I actually want to get to is something I literally know nothing about, and I wanted to ask Megan. Which is crazy to me because it really is all over the news. It is. I just kind of, like, when I get like that stuff like, pushed in my face, I almost kind of like, it's turn It's almost off like very like, sensationalized at yeah. this point. The fact that yeah. it is such national news. So for many of you out there, maybe some of you that don't know, there is a woman right now that is very, very, very popular in the news, and for a, a pretty unfortunate negative reason. Her name is Rachel Dolezal, and she is a woman that, for all intents and purposes, identifies herself as a black woman, an African-American. However, it came out last week that her parents, whom she is estranged from, held a press conference, and they said, our daughter, who has been living as a black woman for 10 years or so, is actually not she is as white as it can be she is a very 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 light skinned blue-eyed blonde haired white woman and that they went out obviously you know the family has a lot of issues and I don't even really understand why the family would out her when she was sort of living her own life doing her own thing in a completely different state but they came out and they said our daughter is a fraud she as it turns out, is actually the head of the NAACP right. Spokane, Washington that, yeah. chapter. Well, that's a huge deal. The fact that she is the head of that and she's been saying for years and years, I am, I'm a black woman. She now is saying she's transracial, all of this stuff. Okay. So basically this big debate. Give me is, all the facts. So the big debate that's coming out right now is, you know, this is a woman that says she is black. And if you look at photos of her, she appears to be at least of I've seen her, a I've mixed seen her, race. Can I, are they dreads? Are they bra- braids? She's braids. got like braids, sometimes yeah, like nice, really curly hair. Obviously a tan now that it comes out. Exactly. Well, Saw that's that. Okay. So she's got sort of that okay like light caramel colored skin, whatever. But the thing is, you know, she leads the... The chapter yeah. of the NAACP. She Has identifies. She, good she does really good things. That's that's what What's, I so think what makes I this do, I so honestly, sad. So what is the issue? Exactly. Well, the big issue is the fact that this is a woman who is leading a predominantly black African-American okay. organization yeah. who says that she is this African-American. And people are going crazy saying, you know, how dare she do this? She's misrepresenting herself. People right. trusted her. It's coming out of the woodwork. You know, there's a gentleman that I guess she considers a father figure to her sure. who is an African-American, okay. who she has said for many years is her father. Yeah. She has adopted um, brothers and brothers and sisters who are African-American. Yep. And one 
one of them, I guess, lives with her. Okay. And she has always said that he's her son. She actually is divorced from an African-American man. And yeah. they have a multiracial child together. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, she lives a life as somebody who is of mixed race. Yeah. And that's how she sees herself. And the crazy thing is she's on all these news outlets now, CNN right. and NBC. And, you know, she's on the Today Show and Matt Lauer saying to her, you know, well, are you black? Who do you identify with? And she is basically saying that since the age of five years old, she has identified herself as being an African-American, as being black. She was saying, and this is a quote, I was drawing self-portraits with the brown crayon instead of the peach crayon and the black curly hair. What's a crayon? You know, ha, ha, ha. You say crayon, crayon, crayon. It's a you call it a crayon? Crayon, yeah. It's a crayon. Oh, wow. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> Do you really say crayon? Yeah, that's what I call like, it. Is it a two-syllable word for you or one? Crayon. Is that two-syllable words or one? Crayon. One? Crayon. You really say crayon. And you're really getting off the rails here. Sorry. I really do say crayon. Crayon. Okay, so she's been drawing with a brown crayon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even... It doesn't even sound right. Since what? she was five years old. Phonetic. So she... All this stuff is coming out. And basically, what's so sad about this, I think, is people are really, really, really upset. People all people that know her, yeah. she was forced to resign from the NAACP. Yep. People are very upset. You know, her parents, it's like almost like a witch hunt, you know? If, that's, if, that's, if those are the facts that you gave me, so I'm going off that, mm-hmm. right? So um, if anybody else knows anything on this story, I'm just going off what Megan just told me. Um, I still don't see the issue. Exactly. I, I don't personally either. Here's here's the thing that I sort of the reason I wanted to talk about this and bring this up is because about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, you might have heard this. You might you probably heard this. I mean, this was everywhere. Many people know that the former Olympian, of course, everybody knows Bruce Jenner recently came out publicly and he has transitioned into a woman, Caitlyn Jenner. Right. That's all over magazines. He did an interview with Diane Sawyer, all of that. Now, here's the thing. And I support this i think it's great i you i'm a very of liberal mind if you're not bothering me you can do whatever the hell you want i think it's more libertarian but go ahead all right yeah fine (laughs) that is true i i feel as though people were so accepting when caitlin jenner came out and if you ever watch the interviews that when it was bruce jenner did with diane sawyer and such she said i have identified as a woman from birth i am a woman trapped inside the wrong body and people have been fairly accepting of sure, that. Sure. So why is it we're in a time now where somebody can come out and say, I feel like I have always been a woman trapped in a man's body. Now I'm going to present myself as a woman with surgery and makeup and on magazine covers and changing my name. And yet we can't accept somebody that says, I feel as though I was born of a different sure. race and I'm changing my appearance and I'm bettering with a career and all of these things that she's right. done another race. Uh, that's that's how I feel um, when you were kind of, you know, uh, prepping me for the show and what you were talking <laughs> about. That was kind of my thing was, you know, I, I knew a little bit about it, but not like all the facts and things like that. I just don't understand the big deal. If here's where it becomes a big deal. You know, what was she doing this just to further, you know, her financial career, right? What's she doing? And this goes for both Caitlyn Jenner and Rachel Dolezal or whatever the name is. Um, you know, are they just doing this for money? And I can't decide that. You can't decide. It's only them, right? Yeah, they course. can only decide whether they're doing that. And so if she's truly, truly doing this, you know, at, speaking of the Rachel character now, um, she's truly doing this to, that's how she felt all for it, right? And if she did good things, I don't know her track record or NAACP. I don't know anything about that. Um, she wasn't fired. She previously. certainly wasn't harming anyone. All right, she wasn't fired previously. I think she's no longer working. She was with forced them. to resign now. Right. Yeah. I just don't see the issue. And what is the pro? Let's just say, what is there? Is there? I don't know this. Are there any white people that are heads of the NAACP? I mean, I don't think they should be excluded from that. You know, even if she did a really good job, okay. You know what? You guys may now see me as a white person, but I still was doing a good job. Why can't she still run that? I don't. I don't know. I guess. I guess maybe people feel that you know she really sort of obviously misidentified herself i mean would the situation be different if caitlin jenner has was never bruce jenner and was the head of the women's right movement and then it came out that oh she was born a man right i mean but but does that really make such a big difference right it's not like she was doing something wrong and if you're thinking about it from financial gain it's not well uh, certainly now i mean i would imagine and i i honestly have no idea i'm just going by just speculation here i would imagine that if you're the head of the NAACP or any sort of organization, 
Are you really doing it for money? Are you really getting so much money out of it? She's probably doing I, it. Yeah, I mean, I exactly. Don't. It's not like she was on magazine covers or selling stories. Her parents weren't selling a story to somebody. Right. They went to a local news, I believe, in Minnesota. She probably was not making millions working for the exactly. NAACP. Exactly, it wasn't behooving her to right. change her race. And I mean, if that's is, how she felt, that's how she felt. You exactly. Know, even though it might seem odd to people, right? It might seem you know not sure. normal, fine, again, but you know, truly, what is normal? But you know, I. I from everything that you've told me and everything that I've, you know, I've, I've seen just recently as of when you were sending me the stories, I, from everything that you've told me, I don't see that, uh, an issue with it. I really don't see an issue with it, right? Um, I know that, you know, it, it's just, it is a tough situation, right? But, you know what, for this specific person, if that's how they felt, right? Exactly. And, you know, it just, I almost see just like, let them be. I mean, they weren't doing anything maliciously. I really don't. No. From everything you told me, it didn't sound like malicious, but, no. well. It's just crazy. I think that we're more accepting now, it seems, of somebody wanting to change their gender, which is amazing that we live in a time where people are finally coming around to the fact that there are people that, you know, maybe identify a different way. So why is it that if in some ways it's not like she had to go through so much right. physical changes to do that? Well, here, and here's, here's the, what it came down to for me was if you choose to be accepting of one person, you, you, and you, you can't pay, pick and choose. You, it, that's exactly right. Exactly. You can't pick and choose. You, you got to be accepting of everybody. If you really want to take us, and that's that's the role I take. You know, with with gays. You know, with anything, any anybody now, even people who have different political views than me. Of I'm accepting of every single one. All right. If you believe that the sky is black, talk to me. Why do you think that? It's just you know what? Fine. You're cool. Let's just let me get let me get your your thought process on that. And you just can't pick and choose who you're going to be accepting of. And I think that that's where. I hope things change in the, in the future. You know, it's not picking of choosing of who you're accepting. It's accepting of every single person, regardless. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, I'm sorry, but you want to accept this person. You cannot, you know, not accept that person. You got to be accepting of everybody. Absolutely. And if you don't, if you think that she's wrong, if you don't accept Rachel Dolezal or Caitlyn Jenner or whatever it is, if you guys have different viewpoints out there than right. Jake and I do, then that's fine. You sure. are every bit entitled to feel that way. Right. I just think it's really sad when people try to push their agenda on other people and affect the way that they live yeah. and their families and how they make a livelihood and such. Yeah. No, if it comes out, she was doing this maliciously for some reason, that's different. Exactly. But if, if it's just, it doesn't this, seem like if it at this, this person point. from the facts that you've given me, if this person just truly felt as if that they were a black and person. And that's exactly as she's maintained. Then I don't see an issue with it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, you figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are we going to solve next? World peace? <laughs> yes. Uh, if you guys have any, you know, questions or any, you know, major Comments. traumas in your life and you need them fixed, just bring them to us. Yeah. We got, we got a couch here too if you need to lay down. So the next segment that I want to get to is... Taking um, a hard left here. <laughs> we're taking a very hard left. Um, one of my favorite people in the world is Dr. Joshua Levitt. Um, Dr. Joshua Levitt is the resident uh, naturopathic doctor for the Alternative Daily. Can you explain what that is? What? Naturopathic. Um, I can have him do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you on the spot. Jake always the, does this to me. I love it. I love <laughs> it. I'm going to have him do it. Uh, no, he's a, he's an extremely knowledgeable guy. Um, Dr. Dr. Josh, the one th cool thing I like about him is um, he, he's he's also very accepting of everybody. He's wonderful. Uh, even, even, you know, some Western medical doctors and stuff like that. He is, he's all for just making a person healthier and better, regardless of whatever you need to take. And so, um, I, and he just has a very good natural approach to everything. Um, so we're going to dial him up and tell him he's won a new car. He's one of my favorite people to follow on Facebook. He always posts like these awesome videos of his kids and stuff. He's really cool. Yeah. So what's he going to win a car? Is he going to win your car? He's going <laughs> to win a surf trip to Bali. Awesome. I wish. Yeah. Well, I'll go. <laughs> what? She doesn't answer. <laughs> I'm always worried people aren't going to answer. I know, because the voicemail. <laughs> i got to be quick with the hang-up button because the voicemail. Hey, this is Josh Levitt, and you've reached my cell phone. Oh, oh well. <laughs> no. All right. Well, he doesn't win. Who are we going to next? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let me just call Gina. Maybe she'll pick up. She's in the other room. Um, He'll call us back in a minute. Should we move on to the next thing before we... Well, the next thing I had on here was... Um, was the questions. Questions, um, which we can actually get into right now. We do have a winner um, for... Actually, you know what? Perfect thing to go to is how to win your free bottle here's what i'm getting this is awesome by the here's way what we do um dr josh threw me for a loop there um i have my whole kind of topics going out and <laughs> just kind of like, now what do i do um, isn't it nice you guys to see that this is a live podcast yeah. that we just go with I it ju i can just mute that thing anyways um 
<laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so here's the deal. If what we're going to give away this week is one bottle of Manuka honey uh, to three people. Yep. So three people will get the opportunity to get a bottle of Manuka honey. This is really, really expensive stuff. It's this really high quality stuff. This is amazing stuff. I've actually wanted to buy it a few times, and it's a little intimidating. Yeah, Me- Megan's price. actually done a few few videos on Manuka honey. Manuka honey is is this specific honey from New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not local or anything like that. And I know we talk about local honey, and Josh is going to talk about this if we get him on the line. Um, one thing that we're actually going to do, um, one thing that you know Manuka honey is good for is is for burns. Um, so if I had some on hand, it would have been really good for for Noah, um, burns, wounds, um, but it also has some, you know, some good gut flora um, properties. So, you know, there's definitely some, you know, good bacteria. So if you want to eat it, it actually tastes like cake batter. It's delicious. It tastes like cake batter. It's really good. Um, I have yet to put it in my coffee. I haven't tried it. It's thick. It's not like your typical liquid, uh, liquid honey, but it's really thick. So, um, so here's what you got to do to win your free uh, jar of Manuka honey. This stuff is awesome it's um, really really cool i've actually had um i get a lot of facials and stuff from my skin and i've had quite a few facials done by this one all natural esthetician and she will put raw manuka honey on my skin really yeah it's really because it treats wounds and such so when you get your skin when you get a facial and you know they do this is kind of gonna sound gross but you know when they do cleansing and extractions yeah. and stuff Ugh. she oh, i love it i hate it i love it she will put the raw manuka honey on my little really? wounds yeah because it's an antibacterial anti-inflammatory i, I went, I've, the, um, i am a big fan of massages now um you're uh, such I'm, a snob uh, i am not a snob <laughs> it's really good i highly recommend them for everybody in the world yeah they are. Um, and they are great if you work out and such it is really important to treat yourself to massages every now and then because it's really good for your muscles yep um, careful with the deep tissue stuff. You know, some people react differently to it. Um, but I went and got the very first massage was like, you know, 10 years ago, whatever. Gina wanted to do this couples once I got a massage. The massage felt great. And then she got me like a facial. I was like, oh, cool. And so it started off awesome. Massaging my face, mm-hmm. you know, putting in some good, you know, oils onto it, etc. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to start the extraction. And I'm like, oh, cool. Everything's been great. <laughs> and then, um, and then they started the extraction, which is, you know, getting the little blackheads out and uh-huh. cleaning out the pores. And I just remember, I actually had to tell her to stop. I was like, am I paying for this? Like, I don't want this. I, you know, <laughs> I, I want my blackheads. Keep them here. That's like my favorite part of the facial is getting all the extractions. Um, so Dr. Josh said to try them again. So um, so, here, oh, so here's what you got to do uh, to win your jar of honey. I'm sorry. And we're going to give this away to three different people. So yes. chances are really good. So here's what, it's, it's, this is going to be an interesting thing. Um, so email us, subject, email Jake at thealternativedaily.com. J-A-K-E. J-A-K-E. K-E. At the alternative daily.com. Yep. Um, and subject line, honey. And here's what you're going to do. Um, you have to tell us one of your best healthy stories. It doesn't have to be weight loss. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, you know, cooking story. It can be whatever you want. Your best healthy story. And what we want to do is we're going to take the best three and we're actually going to interview you live on air for it. Sounds really cool. Yeah, so you guys can actually, you know, we'll call you up just like we're missing Josh, Dr. Josh's call and right now. And you better now. answer because then we're not going to send you the bottle of honey. Um, <laughs> and you can just kind of banter back and forth with us and you guys get a bottle of honey. So, so those are the, okay, so once again, email jake at thealternativedaily.com. The subject line is honey. And we want you to share a story with us, a funny story, an inspirational story, anything you want about your health journey. And again, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be I lost 100 pounds. It can be anything you want. And just make sure if you write that in, if we choose you, we're going to want to read your story live on our show. And we'd like to call you on our show so we can talk to you about it. So make sure you guys are comfortable with all those things. We wouldn't give any personal information out or anything on the show. Yep. We'll just cool. post that online. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just right, so we're going to try, <laughs> try and ring Dr. Josh again. Um. All right. Here we go. <laughs> now I'm nervous. I know. It's, it's I can't believe we put it out. See, my mom would say we put it out there in the universe that he wasn't going to answer. And it's true. Hello? There he is. Oh, there you are. So, Dr. Josh, uh, we, just, we just tried calling about, um, I think, like five minutes ago. and You were Meg- putting us on ice. Megan said, I hope it doesn't go to voicemail. And sure enough, went to voicemail. And then the show froze for a second. We were kind of like, oh, God, what do we do? <laughs> so, welcome. Sorry, I have no idea what happened. My phone seems to be working normally. But we've kept awesome. technical. So... Dr. Josh, um, as I mentioned before, Dr. Josh is one of my favorite people in the world. He, um, he's the resident doctor for the Alternative Daily, um, and he's an he's a awesome contributor. Um, he's a father. 
I was going to say he's a father and husband to three, but the other way around. <laughs> he's, but he's, a, he's, he's a, very progressive. Yeah. He, <laughs> um, he's a husband and father of three um, and actually has his uh, naturopathic clinic um, uh, in, uh, Connecticut? in Connecticut. Yep. Um, welcome to the show, Dr. Josh. It's great to be here. The feelings are mutual, Jake and Megan. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, jo- Dr. Josh, Megan actually had a quick question, which I, I kind of stuttered on. I was like, oh, I don't know the answer to it. She says, what is a naturopathic doctor? Wow, that's a good question. How much time do you have? Oh, man. <laughs> give us so the abbreviated I'll version. You, I, I'll give you the abbreviated version and just sort of a little, a little bit about myself. So, I grew up in a family of Western medical doctors, so I, too, had that same question. Uh, when I was younger and came through um, my education at UCLA, I studied neurophysiology there, you know, intent on becoming a doctor like, like the doctors that I knew in my family. So um, what happened for me was, um, you know, kind of an awakening that happened after college where I just sort of began to realize that there were other ways to be a doctor. Um, I was interested in herbal medicine. I was interested in nutrition. And it became clear to me that Western medicine didn't offer any coursework or training in nutrition, in herbal medicine, right. and then in a lot of the physical medicine things that I was interested in, um, body work, manipulation, stuff like that. And so um, I set off on the course to try to find out, is there some kind of doctor um, that that uh, can still see patients, something that I always wanted to do, but yet get this training um, in these other, what you might call, alternative areas. And it turns out that this field called naturopathic medicine exists. This was a dominant form of medicine many, many years ago, yeah. like 100 years ago or so. And with the advent of Western medicine and better living through chemistry and drugs and pharmaceuticals and surgical techniques, you sort of lost natural or naturopathic medicine um, starting in about the 1940s, and it just sort of stayed quiet and yeah. not a field of any great interest in, in America until about the mid to late 1980s when it kind of got rekindled. Yep. And, um, and and now naturopathic medicine is, a, is, a, is an advanced degree. Most uh, people have an undergraduate degree in the sciences and pre-medical training. And um, licensed naturopathic doctors go to a four-year um, graduate level, you know, doctorate education, uh, and then many do a residency after that. That depends um, on what state you might live in. But we have um, training, didactic, that is book training that's really on par with conventional medical schools these days and clinical education that happens in clinics that are associated with these educational institutions. And depending on the state you live in, um, naturopathic doctors may be licensed to yeah. provide um, all levels of health care, from primary care to uh, to specialty types of medicine. Um, and is that true? Is that true in Connecticut? Go ahead. Is that true in Connecticut? It's true in Connecticut. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Connecticut's a good state for practice. So in my practice, we um, we are considered specialists by most insurance companies, and we do business with insurance companies. So the majority of the patients that come and see me give us their insurance card. We bill the insurance just like you would uh, a normal doctor's office. The thing that's not normal or the thing that's different about it is the, the amount of time we're able to spend with patients. Yeah. Uh, patient office, office visits are an hour long and return visits are at least 20 minutes to a half yeah. an hour. So you get a lot of time with the doctor and we get to focus on things like the diet, and nutrition, yep. use herbal medicine, all of that natural medicine stuff up in the patient interaction. Yeah, that's, um, you know, the, the one thing he was telling me, uh, Megan, you know, a while back ago was that you know, when we go to see like a doctor, like mm-hmm. if you go to your primary care physician yeah. or whatever, you're, you're sitting in there like, oh, you know, my arm hurts or like I've been having chest pains or whatever it is. And um, you see like first you see like an assistant for maybe like you spend your fifth, you know, 10, 15 minutes and you're just filling out stuff. And you might see the doctor for like another 10. Mm-hmm. And the doctor comes back in, says, well, I think it's this on a piece of paper, gives you a prescription, prescription and then that's it. Um, the cool or they're th- like, you have to go see this person and then right. go see this person. Well, the cool thing is like Dr. Jo- I don't want to say he's a therapist, too, but like, he get, like it's a whole <laughs> oh, good. It's a whole hour. And he'll tell you, you know, sometimes, you know, people just lay everything onto him. And a, a bunch of times, that's also part of, you know, what's wrong, too, is, you know, people, one, need people to, you know, need somebody to talk to. But then, two, he's getting the whole, whole kind of realm of the person. So, um, it's cool. It feels I, um, much more personalized that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as he's mentioned, though, to me previously, that in Florida, it's not the same as Connecticut in terms of the laws. Um, so, if I ever need um, medical attention. You got to uh, go up north. I'm going to fly up north to Connecticut. <laughs> so Yeah, I'll welcome you here. It's true. I mean, it, it's like... It's a gratifying thing both for, for patients, I think, who want to be cared for um, as the human that they are. And it's also gratifying for me because you get to relate to people in a real and more authentic kind of way. One of the ways that I, that I say it, and, and this, this always 
gets people's eyes to open up a little bit is, you know, people will come into me with a problem. Like they have, they have an issue. Something is on the agenda. Let's just say it's their elbow or their stomach or something, whatever it might be. And, um, and what I often say to them is like, all right, let's, let's focus on that. Like we'll talk about your stomach and we'll talk about whatever it is that's feeling you there. And then we're going to spend some time getting to know the person in whom that stomach resides, right. you know? And, um, and it turns out that like, there's so often that the story of sort of who a person is um, has a lot to do with what their problem is, even though, you know, like we might talk about the diet or their sleep or their stress or whatever's happening in their life. And a lot of times these sorts of things provide the clues or the answer to whatever it is that the the center of the problem was. And a typical medical specialist will miss that because if they're a GI doctor and they don't find out that person doesn't go to sleep till 4 a.m. every day, that's the problem, you know. So you have to know the person too, and that's that's the way I operate. Now, in places like here in Florida, in places that don't, I guess you could say, recognize um, naturopathic doctors as physicians, um, what do you recommend for somebody? Obviously, you know, you're you're not going to tell people not to go to their, you know, their PCP, etc. But if they want a more natural approach, is are there naturopathic doctors in states like? Florida or Alabama or, you know, places that don't typically have them? Or is your, your, your sec, I don't want to say second best bet, or should they also be looking for chiropractors too? You know, what's, if, so, if somebody's kind of tired of, of their PCP and they're kind of tired of the, the Western um, style of it, which, whatever, if, if, if it's not working for them, if they want to try something else, what are their options? Yeah, so I never I, I never recommend that anybody abandon their primary care doctor. I right. think Western medicine yep. has, has a lot of great stuff to offer. But yeah, people are looking to just sort of expand the offering or add to or complement uh, the Western medicine that they're already getting. Um, there's a couple of things. Number one, there are naturopathic doctors like me that are trained like me in all states. That doesn't mean that those states are licensed. And the best resource or reference I can give people for that is the National Association um, of Naturopathic Doctors. It's called the American Association of Naturopathic Doctors. We yeah. repeat it, A-A-A-A-N-P. And the website for them is naturopathic, which is like it sounds, N-A-T-U-R-O-P-A-T-H-I-C, naturopathic.org. Yep. And um, on there, there's a place to find an ND, and you'll find that you can do a zip code search and a typical sort of one thing and find um, a naturopathic doctor in the area. Cool. That did not mean that those people who you might find are necessarily going to be licensed to practice medicine right. in the state that you're in. But they exist, and so those people can be used to um, you know, give you counsel. They, can't, they won't take insurance if they're not licensed in the state, but yeah. that's a great place to start for people. And, you know, naturopathic doctors are probably, well, not probably, are very definitely the highest trained providers in uh, in alternative medicine uh, at the physician level. There are increasing amounts of MDs, like regular medical doctors, yep. that are starting to dabble yes. in nutrition, herbal medicine, and what's called functional medicine. Yeah. Um, and those, those people can be a good resource. And like you mentioned, there's chiropractors and acupuncturists, many of whom have taken advanced trainings yeah. in things like nutrition and herbs and this sort of holistic approach. Um, it's hard to give direct referrals because it's such a like a oh, yeah. a practitioner dependent thing, yep. you know. So you talk to your friends just like you would talk to them about you know a good person you know to trim your trees or to cut your lawn, yeah. um, and and and, uh, and 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 take a look at the Naturopathic Doctors Association, the AAMP. Awesome. And then at the end of the show, we're actually going to give out Dr. Josh's cell phone number so we can call you <laughs> if you have any problems. <laughs> Yeah, great. Yeah, just text me your medical questions. Send, yeah. me, send me a picture of your rash, and I'll, uh, I'll see if I can. Yeah, it's completely legal too. You know, don't, don't worry about it. You know, and we'll give you a free. He'll take bl- cash. Yeah, we'll give you a free blender too. Um, so, actually, speaking of something free, I actually want to get into a question, um, which is, la- Doctor Josh, we told you this last week. We actually ran a contest um, for somebody to actually um, propose a question um, to uh, to the podcast, and this is a really good question, and um, it kind of was perfect because I knew that I wanted to have you on here to talk about a few things, um, but this was a really really good question that I had um, and it starts out this is from Mark R in um, I don't even know what where that place is but we'll just go for it so um, it says hello Jake and Megan not Jake and Kelly somebody actually said somebody Jake thought and- my name was Kelly yeah. but that's okay yeah uh, <laughs> hello Jake and Megan hello uh, I had a heart attack this past October and ended up having a stent inserted however during their tests it showed that I had suffered an earlier heart attack and my heart had grown alternate blood vessels around the obstruction. All I remember of that incident a few years ago was that I had a bad case of heartburn for about a week. The much publicized OTC heartburn meds did nothing. I finally bought some probiotics and that did the trick. My question is, can the right gut flora 
also contribute to heart health. Um, and then he actually went on, and I do want to read this because it's a rave review of our podcast, so mm-hmm. why not, right? Uh, and then he goes, you know, the podcast on bone broth was ga- great. I'm ordering some today and starting to make my own ASAP. Come to think about it, I shouldn't get the water filter. It should go to a family with kids to start them off right. Thanks anyway, Jake and Megan. Great show. Well, he obviously has a big heart. Yes, um, he does. And this is a you know, heart And that's question. no pun intended. No, <laughs> kind <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you know, Mark, we're actually going to give you the Berkey water filter. Um, this because is a really, you deserve it. You deserve it. This is a really good question. And there's no better person, you know, to answer that right now. Um, your specific question, um, which was, you know, can the right gut flora also contribute to heart health? And so I actually want to have Dr. Josh actually shed a little light on that. Do you feel comfortable doing that, Josh? Yeah, I'm happy to do that. And hi, Mark. Um, I hope you're listening. And, and um, I'm glad you made it through that heart attack. Well, two heart attacks, it sounds like. Um, it is a fascinating question. Um, first, it sounds like you know he had, or Mark had chest pain, heartburn kind of pain, which is difficult to say exactly what that was in the aftermath of that heart attack. It, um, it, it certainly could have been related to the, the matters of the heart that the, that the doctors inserted the stent for. Um, and it could have also been classic heartburn or gastroesophageal reflux disease and and, um, and this could have been a consequence maybe of again the aftermath of the of the surgery um, obviously and I don't think we need to spend a lot of time talking about it we are all probably mostly aware that the probiotics the GI microbiome the colony of microorganisms that inhabit the GI tract can have an influence on gastrointestinal health, like whether it's, whether it's stomach, esophagus, small intestine, large intestine, GI symptoms often respond to probiotics. And, and, um, so it would be no huge surprise if really it was heartburn that, that, uh, that he got better from probiotics. There's some data that suggests that probiotics are often part of treatment plan for people with, with heartburn. But his question is really is really intriguing. It's like, you know, d- did the fact that I took these probiotics actually improve something with respect to my heart, right? Correct. Like, and, 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 and how could that even be, right? We're talking about gastrointestinal tract and, and, uh, and a heart and vessels. Um, and it turns out that, he, that he's actually right. And that there, there is evidence that the the balance uh, and the order of the microorganisms that inhabit the GI tract can actually influence in a very real and physical way the conditions of the heart. And there's a few different ways that this happens. So I'll I'll give you a few bullet points that might help to explain it. Um, it, It's not totally clear what happened exactly to Mark, but here's a couple of possibilities. Um, Number one is that there's evidence that the appropriate or the administration of probiotics, these are lactobacillus species organisms, can improve functional parameters. They can improve the power, um, the contractile power of the heart and treat this problem that you might have heard of called congestive heart failure. Yep. And that's not what that's not what Mark had directly, but he may have had some alterations in his cardiac function, like the heart muscle might have gotten weaker after the heart attack. And it is possible, there's a number of different studies that have demonstrated that you can improve functional capacity of the heart and congestive heart failure with probiotics, which is kind of weird, right? Like you would think that these organisms live inside the GI tract. How could they uh, affect matters of the heart muscle? But it turns out that there's a lot, a lot of data coming out now that tells us that the microorganisms in the GI tract have a lot more to do than just manage symptoms in the GI tract. They affect inflammatory Markers they infect uh, they, they improve digestion and absorption of minerals, which can affect of course other body systems so we 're not exactly sure how this effect happens, but it does improve uh, congestive heart failure. The other thing that probiotics can do in the matters of the heart area is that um, there's studies believe it or not that the, the probiotics can lower cholesterol levels. Um, Cholesterol isn't exactly associated with symptoms of, of chest pain um, but Probiotics can affect heart health by lowering cholesterol, and that's been, been made clear. Um, the third thing is that uh, probiotics can affect vitamin D levels, and vitamin D levels can, are clearly associated with heart health. So having optimum vitamin D is good, and taking probiotics helps vitamin D levels rise. So that's another way that you can affect heart health. A fourth, I'm going on down the list here, is that probiotics can very modestly, but it's, it's real, um, lower blood pressure. Another thing that's important for somebody who just had a heart attack or someone who wants to try to prevent them. Um, so 
there's four things, awesome. heart failure, cholesterol, vitamin D, and blood pressure that are all cardiac parameters or related to cardiac parameters and are very definitely affected by the health of, and the balance of the flora living inside the bowel. So there you have it, Mark. Awesome. It's Thank real. you, Dr. Josh. I want to ask a question really quick about that. Now, for people out there, maybe somebody, for example, myself, I, there's no history of any sort of heart problems in my family. I'm you know, under 30 years old and, you know, I work out, I'm active, I eat right, or anybody out there. Is a probiotic something that's good for preventative? Like, should I start taking one now? Or is this really something that if you're at high risk, I mean, can anyone benefit from taking a probiotic? So it's a great question. Um, and I'm not sure if we're talking about like just general health because probiotics do a lot more than heart. I mean, spinning off the question about right. Mark, I, you know, I would say that like probiotics would not be the first thing that I would go to in a case like Mark's, right? It's great that he found them. You know, there's a lot of things that we can talk about maybe on another podcast about nutrition and heart health. Obviously, you know, there's things like fish oil that you might have heard of and things like magnesium. We talked about vitamin D, all the diet and exercise and physical activity stuff. Now, probiotics are on that list, but they're not really like the first order of business sure. for, for, uh, for a guy like Mark. And also, to your question, Megan, about yourself, I don't think that they're the first order of business um, for somebody like you either. I mean, I, I always, like, I think about this in terms of what I call a hierarchy of, of therapeutics, right? Mm-hmm. An, order of, an order of interventions. And for me, it, it always makes sense to start with the, the, the closest to the earth, right? That means, and by that I mean, like, diet, exercise, sleep, stress, you know, stress management, all that kind of stuff. Those are the foundational things. And when those are in place, we address the next layer, the next level, and kind of go up from there. And if, if a person has a history where they've taken lots of antibiotics and there's reasons for me to suspect that their um, diet and their, has, and their lifestyle and medications that they may have taken have influenced their GI flora in a negative way, um, for example, this is people who are gassy and bloated and they have irritable bowel syndrome, these, these sorts of things, or they've taken tons of antibiotics maybe for ear infections like they, that they had when they were a kid, um, that's a person where probiotics are kind of high on my list. Right. Okay. I often think about it. Like There's, there's a lot of, you can, you can imagine that the, the flora, the microbiome, and the GI tract is like, a, is like a garden. Right. There's a lot of different plants, a lot of different species, and when it all goes well, um, it's, a, it's a productive garden, and you get your vegetables and your herbs and your flowers and whatnot. But if there's influences that cause that garden to get disrupted, like you've got rototilled or something, or um, you know, firebombed, then all of a sudden the whole thing is grown over with weeds. And in the case of lots of antibiotics and poor diets, etc., other medications, you often see a weedy garden. And a weedy garden inside your bowel means you have disrupted or imbalanced microflora. And those are the people in whom probiotics are the most important. It's the ones with, quote, weeds growing in their garden. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Josh. Yes. Thanks, Josh. Um, wow. That's a good question. Megan, <laughs> you want a Berkey water filter. <laughs> I'm killing it, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm taking um, the one off your counter. So to kind of make another hard left turn, um, we want to get into something that's actually pretty popular on our site, uh, which is honey. Dr. Josh yeah. just wrote a, a book, um, The Honey Phenomenon. And for this is perfect for our giveaway that we're doing. Perfect, perfect segue to our giveaway that you <laughs> can actually win a, uh, a, a jar of Manuka honey um, that we will send to your doorstep if you just send us one story, of one good health story. Um, doesn't have to be about weight loss. doesn't have to be about... It can you know, be, though. It can be. Sure. It can be. I mean, you can make healthy popcorn. and It was awesome. And you want to share the video of it and you want to tell the story of it. Awesome. Um, we'll determine that, though. Yeah, we'll see who's awesome <laughs> out there. <laughs> um, and then just submit that to Jake at thealternativedaily.com. Subject line, honey, with your story. And then um, and then we're actually going to interview on a podcast. Um, and three people are going to win. So it's yep, great. three people. Um, so let's actually... That's let's, a valuable prize, you guys. Yeah. I know. We keep giving away... We keep giving away such good prizes on this show and... Jake you, you won't don't want to make up a fake email. You don't want to. You don't want to be a host anymore. You just want to be. A I listener. just want to keep winning. Josh, um, uh, give me the quick rundown of Manuka honey. I know, I know from New Zealand. I know it's got some really good properties to it. Can you give the doctor's take on Manuka honey? Yeah, absolutely. So Manuka honey is from New Zealand. It's you know the product of the bees uh, gathering nectar from this uh, this uh, rather in- unique and, uh, species of, of botanical tree there uh, in New Zealand. And there's been a huge amount of data. Uh, on this honey as a healing substance. Um, 
it, this, and let me just make a point, is that Manuka honey is a product that has been studied extensively in the medical literature, yep. and this doesn't mean that other honeys have, don't maintain the same properties, right? Like, there's your local honey from your local beekeeper right. um, may, may also do a lot of the things that Manuka honey does. It's just that those local honeys have not been studied as right. extensively. So when we, the medical people, you know, look at, at data and literature, we care about, like, the stuff that's actually been proven, and much of the medical literature, although not all, has been done um, on this this species from New Zealand called manuka. So it does a lot of things. Um, it's it's honey, you know, just like any other honey. It's sweet and it's good in uh, in your tea and spread on toast yeah. or drizzled over oatmeal or something. Um, but this particular brand of honey has been has been looked at. Um, for a bunch of properties, probably the place to start is with respect to its antibacterial and antimicrobial yep. properties. It's um, it's just, it's it's like a natural antibiotic. Nothing grows in the stuff. Um, in fact, honey has been shown to basically never go bad. I think you know, it's been found in Egyptian tombs and yeah. thousands of year old honey. And That's it's so still cool. Maintains its it maintains its freshness. It maintains its uh, taste and stuff. So. Part of the reason for that is because no bad stuff grows in it. And um, when you're dealing with infections, whether they're internal infections in the lung, in the throat, sinuses, etc., or um, superficial infections like those on the skin, um, honey can be applied or taken internally, and it will exert an antibacterial and antimicrobial effect. And there's been mountains of data yeah. on manuka honey. Um, and and uh, and that particular indication. In fact, these days there's a lot of companies, high tech sort of drug pharma companies that put manuka honey into special wound dressings and and uh, yeah. um, bandages and gauze pads and stuff that are used uh, in surgeries and post surgeries and in burn care. Um, so this is becoming a rather high tech thing. Um, but it started with just simple manuka honey, and yeah. that's, the, that's the place to start. It's like it's antibacterial, now, also anti-inflammatory is another thing. Yeah, you had a question. Yeah, it's funny. Is actually there was a question that came in a couple of years ago. We were, when we were reading an article about bees and stuff like that, and the question was, "Is honey bee vomit?" <laughs> <laughs> Honey's not bee vomit. So you can uh, you can rest easy there. It's not. No, it's. Uh, it's the tastiest vomit it's, ever. It's, it's not. It's not bee poop either. It's not bee poop either. All right. No, um, it's not. It's not excrement. It's not waste. No, it's absolutely not. Um, and you can actually find more about the book that you know that we're talking about here. Thehoneybook.com. T H E Honeybook dot com. Um, and it's actually Dr. Josh's book that is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it is. It's really interesting. Um, and it's actually, you know, it's extremely successful and, and selling really well on the alternativedaily.com, but you can actually get, get it directly at thehoneybook.com. Josh, you didn't even know you had a domain for thehoneybook.com, did you? I, this, is, this is news to me. Big I'm time. Yeah, roll out, out the red thank carpet. You, thank you for the kind word. But, uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad people are liking it. It's a remarkable substance, and it, it deserves its, uh, its moment in the sun. You know, honey yeah. deserves its 15 minutes. Anyway. I'm glad to help to shine light on it. Can I ask you a quick question about honey as it relates to people, you know, consuming it? Now, you know, a lot of people out there, maybe when they're trying to lose weight or get healthy, a lot of people think, oh, I have to cut out all sugars, you know, so things like honey or any sort of sweeteners like a honey, for example, it's still okay to use, right? These are natural sugars that occur in honey and you would never say to somebody, yeah, you need to cut honey out of your diet. Even with a healthy diet and healthy weight loss and management, honey is still something you can consume, right? I mean, you shouldn't do like a honey chugging contest, No, of course right? not. But I mean, people... Like put it in a funnel in, and let it just drip down. But if you're not, if you don't want to eat a lot of sugar, right? Drip. All right? If you don't want to <laughs> eat a lot of sugar, you could put honey in your coffee or you could sweeten a piece of toast with honey or something. That's still okay, right? Yeah, so I mean, I think in, in my view, honey is the sweetener of choice um, for for the human population, right? For species, just in general. Right. I think Jake's right. Like, I wouldn't be chugging it. Honey is is very sweet. It's well, the only thing Jake sugar. likes to chug is beer. <laughs> so let's be honest. <laughs> I can beat anybody out there in a beer chugging contest. <laughs> Um, it's 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 a, it's a it's a sweet substance and it's con it, it's 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 a sugary substance, right? It's made it's got a number of different sugars in there. Fructose, probably somewhere between thirty eight and forty percent fructose. It's got glucose and maltose and other things that end in those. So honey is a sugar containing substance. Um, the odd thing, and this is to your question, Megan, is like 
you would think that consuming a sugary substance would have an adverse or negative impact on your blood sugar and on all the things you're talking about, like weight management, right. diabetes, these, these kinds of problems. And weirdly, honey does not seem to have a really dramatic negative effect. In fact, it may even have a positive effect in many of those conditions. And this is the sort of thing, and this is one of the reasons why this honey project came, you know, got my attention in the first place, was I started reading literature about the impact of honey on diabetics. Now, if, if for anybody who knows anything about diabetes, I mean, the simplest thing to say is this is a high blood sugar disease, and people with that problem should avoid eating things with their sugar because it's just going to make the problem worse, right? But it turns out that it doesn't. Eating honey and consuming honey in reasonable amounts, right? Again, no chugging, but like modest amounts, maybe on oatmeal or in, in a little bit of coffee or tea or something, does not have a negative impact on diabetes. In fact, might even improve glycemic controls in both type 2 and type 1 diabetics. And that really sparked my attention and made me think, wow, this is so weird. Like, how can a sweet substance lower blood sugar? Yeah. And it turns out that the the organization of the sugars, the other antioxidants and other compounds that are inside honey, blood, the spike in blood sugar that you see, uh, that you would expect to see, um, and, um, and confer other health benefits um, to people who struggle with that. So I think, you know, I didn't like clearly answer your question, Megan. I think honey can be included safely yeah. um, and, and, and be a part of virtually anybody's diet. And I, like I say, I think it's the sweetener of choice. If you're really, really trying to go low-carb or ketogenic or something like that, honey is a source of carbohydrates because it contains fructose and glucose. Yep. Um, so there's selected instances where I might have somebody avoid it. But for the vast majority of people, even those who have blood sugar and cardiometabolic problems, honey can be safely included in reasonable doses. Well, and wow. Dr. Josh, cool. is the, um, he's going to turn me on to honey in my coffee. Because um, before I'd actually always use coconut crystals, which mm -hmm. is good, you know, yeah. and I actually like that stuff. Um, and then you know he just puts you know local honey in his coffee, and I was like, that's brilliant. That's how I should because I just I'm not as I said every single podcast I'm not a you're sweet, not per a sweet person. Not you're a sweet, very salty. I'm very salty. Um, <laughs> no, but um, and it's 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 good because it's it, I don't view it as super sweet, so it's just kind of just it gives a little hint, like a little sweet kick to my coffee. So thanks, Doctor Josh. Thank you, Doctor. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's actually also a it, it is by the way a bit sweeter than sugar so the other ah. thing that is an advantage there is because it's sweet and sugar you can get away with using less of it too so i, I also i appreciate the sweet hint in the in the coffee in the morning i, I feel like i'm doing something good for myself in both the coffee and the yeah. honey and and there's and, and there's data actually and some, a number of studies and recipes and stuff in the book about how to use honey and coffee to treat um coughs and colds yeah um, there's some, cool. some remarkable information in there so yeah it's it's it's, it's liquid gold liquid gold and um, that's at thehoneybook.com thehoneybook.com and it's funny because as i said earlier in the podcast how, no how noah burnt her hand um one of the things you know dr josh said was put some honey on it um i did not uh could you imagine trying to put uh, honey on, on a, a screaming you know, three-year-old <laughs> and just having her touch everything so i wasn't able to get her to calm down but we were actually able to do it but one of the recommendations dr josh had was was honey um more importantly um dr josh plays the guitar um if, if he was in we gotta have a jam band. if he was in studio with us you could actually do our opening of the podcast for us um but fun yeah i could play that little riff i've heard that little riff yeah <laughs> the uh <laughs> the funny thing is actually as i was dropping noah off to of school today on the radio um it was Darius Rucker ripping off um, um, the not the string cheeses and what's the, what's the name of the band? Um, I forget. Ripping off Bob Dylan, Wagging Wheel. And so, oh my gosh, that's yeah, so that's Darius, a Doctor Josh classic. So, so Darius Wagon Rucker was wheel. playing it, and all, and I I heard it kind of like in the back. We were talking, and I heard it in the background, so I turned it up and just waited. And like five seconds, she stops talking. She's like, oh, Doctor Josh played this. <laughs> yes. So, so Dr. Josh is one of my biggest fans. Oh, yes, Well, that's because you played the Frozen song you for her you, like five Dr. times. Dr. Josh can play Let It Go. On, <laughs> he can play it on the damn guitar, which, it, which makes me look like a terrible father, but he can play Let It Go. Thank um, you so much, Dr. Yeah, Josh, Dr. Josh, for joining thanks, us. Thanks so much. As I mentioned, you know, Dr. Josh wrote the, it's on, at thehoneybook.com. Um, Dr. Josh, thanks so much, and, and we'll be in touch soon. All right. See you all. Bye, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Uh, All right, again, that was awesome. one of my favorite people He's in so the entire cool. world. Yes. He's got a great family. Um, really, really great family. Um, 
And then I did want to get to one last question yeah. before we wrap up. Um, and this is an honorable mention from the Berkey water filter giveaway. And we just want to let you guys know there were so many amazing questions that you guys submitted. And a lot of them have really given us some great inspiration for some yeah, ideas we'll still use that some we want to yeah. talk about on podcasts. And, you know, don't feel bad if you didn't win. Of course, you know, we congratulate uh, Mark out there who did win yeah. because of his great question and, you know, how he was able to sort of help himself after having those heart attacks. But we will um, be doing giveaways. We're going to try and do a giveaway just about every podcast. So yeah. don't feel bad if you didn't win something today. There's still lots and lots of time. I mean, I feel bad that I don't get the Berkey water filter or the manure. <laughs> hey, you can have some water. There. I'll make <laughs> some for you. Um, the, here's, the, here's the question. Uh, Megan. You love this question. Megan, could you please... Ad- address the dangers of smart meters being basically installed without our consent by energy companies. I have heard radiation levels contribute to medical issues as well as overall health. I've heard that the meters also measure ambient heat from appliances and that results in added charges to the electric meter bill. I think your take on the subject would enlighten people and at least make them aware that there are there are or may be dangerous to this new technology, so they should research it further. And that's Kathy. Um, Kathy, thanks for the question. And Megan, what is your answer? That's a great question, Kathy. I'm putting Megan on the spot. I'm going to say I have no well, idea. Well, here's the funny thing. Is we actually were talking about this, <laughs> this before the show. This question stresses me out. It's she, too smart for me. Megan looked at this. She was like, oh my God, what is this? So here's what this is. I live in an apartment, by the way. I don't even know what the hell a smart meter is. <laughs> so here's what happens. So it, on the side of houses. Do you uh, have one? I don't know if I have a smart meter or not. Oh, um, you're great. They, they, they might be. This. They might be new ones, but I, I have an idea. Uh, on the on the side of <laughs> every house, and even your apartment complex has this. Um, there's this. Box. I don't think you've seen where I live. <laughs> there's this box, and on the on this box, I'm going to make it really elementary. There's this like white glass thing. Oh, right? I've seen. And you this. think this thing that spins around. Yeah. That's the old school style. So what would happen is like every once in a while, you'd have like one of the electric dudes would come up into your yard, go up to it, and read it, make something on oh, the yeah. pen and paper, and go by. Well, now what they've started to do is actually they've put this, you know, the smart meter on the side of your house. And what they can actually now do is just drive by and just kind of bloop, bloop, just kind of like have a gun and just aim at it. Don't even have to get out of the car anymore. By the way, I think this is what it is. (laughs) Um, And so I I think what Kathy's concerned about is, you know, with the radiation levels of as they're trying to zap that back and forth. Um, We don't actually have an answer on that, Kathy, but it's a really good question. Um, I'm actually going to, you know, we're going to research research this. Um, But I wanted to kind of put Megan on the spot. Because that question stressed me out. It stressed her out. So we are, uh, again, with that question, Kathy, but a lot of the other ones too, there were some great ones. We're going to do a lot of research on some of these. There was a great one about fermented foods that I want to talk about because I I love fermented foods. I eat a lot of kimchi and I drink kombucha. So, um, and just because I truly do love the taste of that stuff. So we're going to be researching a lot of these questions. And there's one follow-up one too. This is the third one that I actually wanted to ask. It's a really good one. Um, This is from Judy. And Judy asks, could beef bones from a a cow grass-fed and responsibly slaughtered be used in place of the chicken for the broth? I will definitely try the chicken broth, but right now I have beef bones right here. Yes. So I don't know if Judy had actually slaughtered the cow by herself. I know. Judy sounds like a badass. <laughs> she sounds like a badass with a butcher knife just sitting there just like, she's probably like typing this with one hand, like with a meat cleaver in the other. Bloody it's all bloody. Cleaver. Um, but yes, absolutely. You, yeah. you know, beef broth is that. Uh, That's you know, what, yeah, that's what David said. David had said you could even yeah. do, you could even make lamb broth. Yeah, if you wanted and something so if really you rich. Sacrifice a lamb. Um, just be <laughs> very careful with your local laws and stuff. Um, but and yes, you can use anything as long as remember whether it's beef or chicken or lamb. You always want to get the highest, highest quality grass-fed organic yeah. meat. You know, so that does it for us. <laughs> I just picked up. Uh, you, you just know, the threw the papers threw like the you papers. graduated high we school. We did it. We did it. Uh, Megan, have an awesome, awesome trip Thank to you. Alaska. Have a good time uh, at I'll the most magical pic- place I'll in the world. I'll send you a picture of me with the, all the princesses. With Rafiki. With yeah, Rafiki. surrounded by all the princesses. Surrounded by all the princesses. Such a pimp. Uh, and where can you find us? You can find us online at thealternativedaily.com. That's where we're going to post this podcast. The podcast is also available on soundcloud.com and you can even download the SoundCloud app and it's a great music app. But, of course, we are also on iTunes under the podcast section. We've been featured quite a few times under the new and noteworthy section. So please find us on iTunes. Please review us. Please and review yes, us. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Wherever you listen to us, please rate us. Please review us. Even if you don't love us, give us constructive criticism. We want to hear from you guys. We want to know what you guys think. So the good, the bad, the ugly. But, you know, try and be and nice Megan, and Megan, how can they get a free bottle of Manuka honey? If you want a free bottle of Manuka honey, you have to email Jake at thealternativedaily.com. Your subject line is going to be honey, and you need to share with us 
a personal story about your health journey, whether that's something that you do every day to stay healthy, whether it's a way that you turned your life around. It can be anything you want. Send us in your personal health story. Here's the catch, though. You have to be comfortable with the fact that we are going to want to read your story out loud on our show. To you. Yeah. And we are going to have you on our show. We're going to call you in just like we did with Dr. Josh, but you have to answer on the first time. That's right. (laughs) We're going to call you and you're going to share it with our viewing audience. I guess listening audience, not yeah. viewing audience. So please, that is Jake at thealternativedaily.com, subject line honey, and three people are going to win. And again, research Manuka Honey. See how awesome it is. Check out thehoneybook.com. Or just buy the honey book, go to thehoneybook.com, buy the book and learn all about it. Yeah, it's awesome. And this is like a serious jar of honey too. It's yep. valued at like 50 bucks. Yep. And, and Mark, congratulations on your Berkey water filter. Excellent question. I hope that helped out. And You're going to con- contact Mark and... Are you going to win it? Yeah. And then what? Uh, yes, I actually am going to contact Mark. Um, and I'm going to play us the outro on my air guitar. And bing, bing, <laughs> bing, 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 bing. All right, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you soon.